last week's episode was intended to be a one and done sort of thing uh, while we were all kind of heated from the news of the potential Las Vegas move. But a bunch of you watched live and um, even more of you have watched in the weeks since. And my inbox was hit with a bunch of requests to be on future episodes. So I decided I should probably make future episodes. But since last week, there hasn't been a whole lot of developments either in Oakland or Las Vegas. Um, it's come out that Dave Cavill may be rubbing some officials the wrong way. But beyond that, they're not publicly closer to leaving than they were last time we spoke. And frankly, who's surprised that Cavill's rubbing people the wrong way? But in the weeks since our last episode, there has been a huge swell of distaste for John Fisher and Dave Cavill. Local and national media are calling on them, um, calling them out for who we've known them to be for a while. Protests have been organized. Petitions are being distributed. And A's fans seem to be on a quest to keep Fisher's name trending on social media for as long as they possibly can. Of course, in the fa in the face of all this, Rob Manfred is siding with ownership, which is his job, you know, admittedly. But when real leadership and stewardship is badly needed, nobody in a position of power in this process has shown even an ounce of what's needed to get the job done. Today, I'm joined by Hal, who you may know online as um, the team's most beloved hot dog vendor. Um, feel free to chime in on the chat and we'll get you involved. And if you'd like to sit in on a future roundtable, just let me know. You can either DM me or you can email me at uprooted at herohabit.com. Um, hello, Hal. It's nice to, I don't think we've ever actually met in person. So this is, it's nice to have you here. Yeah, it's really nice to meet you. So what were, were your initial thoughts last week when, when the news came down as it, as it came down? Oh, it's just like really sad, right? Like, um, I think, uh, I think when you just saw the 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 shift in certainty from the uh, the quotes from like Cavill and uh, and Manfred, and then and then like uh, when the mayor had her press conference, it just was. It just seemed like, oh, well, that's it. You know, we're done. We're done forever. Um, and it was just, it was really sad. Um, since then, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I think, um, I think that the, uh, at least my, my feelings have gone, well, you know, maybe it's not as, not as done as, as, uh, of a deal as it seems, but you, you know, you still don't know if it's just <laughs> different stages of grief. <laughs> Oh, Tony, I think uh, you're muted. I hit the wrong button to unmute. Um, th since this thing started, and particularly since Cavill got involved, because Fisher, or Fisher, uh, Lou Wolf tended to keep things closer to his chest until he needed them to be off his chest, right? Where Dave Cavill seems to be a little bit more uh, um, undisciplined in that regard. So the whole time that he's been pursuing this, whether it was um, the Laney College site or... Howard Terminal or now Vegas, it always seems like he is trying to tell us it's a done deal. You know, so it's I think it's easy for us to start going through those stages of grief because it we're being told it's a done deal. But like in reality, and I know, you know, this has been talked about online, especially by um, people in the media, there's no land purchase yet. There's no uh, private financing yet or no public financing, which without the public financing, he can't get the private financing. There's no vote from the baseball owners or anything yet. They are almost, they're just a shade past the first stages of moving to Las Vegas. 
you know, and maybe it's too late to stop it. Maybe it's all just a ploy to get what they want in Oakland. Or maybe this is just, you know, like I've said a thousand times, just them not being that great at their job. But it is weird because it does have like a sense of finalness to it that it may or may not actually have. Yeah, I think it's. um, Yeah, I, you know, I, I might be somebody who's just more, you know, feels more certain when, you know, they think there's something that's that's in the lead. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not that sort of the 99.9% uh, that it felt like the first night. I think that, that there's a great chance for, um, uh, for politicians to balk at the $500 million uh, in Nevada. I think that that's pretty much sort of the only, the only chance that we have in the A's staying, staying in Oakland. But I mean, it's not, it's, it's not like a good deal for Nevada. <laughs> I don't think it's a good deal for Nevada, but, um, you know, I'm also, I don't also live in Las Vegas, you know, and have that eternal optimism that everything is just going to be bigger and bigger and greater. So, I mean, from the get go, I've kind of been against Las Vegas move because I don't think it's a good baseball town. And somebody put out today that um, if, if they get a baseball team, they will be the smallest market in the whole country. That's got three major sports in it. Well, yeah, you know, I think that's... yeah, I think I think that's true. You know, we like for you know, if we forget, we forget, but like at the you know, also they've you know, they've they've drawn really well uh with the teams that they have and a lot of those that draw is uh you know, visitors from out of state. Um and from a sports perspective, you know, like from a fan perspective, that's it's terrible. Like, you know, I I can't imagine being a Raiders season ticket holder who goes there every, uh, every game and you just completely, you know, overwhelmed with opposing fans in you know, half the games, but, but if you're the city, you know, if you're the Clark County and you're thinking about this money wise, you're like, you know, Ooh, give me, give me, give me, give me some more, uh, tourist dollars. Um, it's, I think it's, I think for a number of reasons, it's it's a, that's actually kind of a foolish uh, proposition for Las Vegas, partly because, uh, you know, I think that while maybe having the first one or two professional teams is going to bring in a lot of tourists for them, after a while, I think they're probably just going to be stealing tourists from something else. You, you know, if you're if you're a, if you're an NHL fan and uh, and a, and a baseball fan and a football fan. Uh, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, take a flight from Boston to Las Vegas three times uh, in a year. You know, you might say, oh, now that the Red Sox are going to play there, uh, instead of seeing the Patriots next year, I'll see the Red Sox instead. Um, And so I I question how many of those new tourists are really new tourists that they're going to draw. There is one, uh, uh, you know, group uh, that I think will really do well by that deal. And that's uh, John Fisher and his family. <laughs> I think that it, yeah. I think it's a good deal for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think going back to your, your talk about the tourists too, like football is a tourist attraction in itself, right? They do one game a week. It's mostly, yeah. you know, weekends or long weekends you know so like if i'm planning a trip to vegas anyway and my favorite football team is there and i'm odds are i'm going to be doing it on the weekend you might go and do that game 
in my feeling, if the A's were to move to Las Vegas in four or five seasons, their Tuesday night games wouldn't look any different than they do in Oakland, right? Because that's not going to be a huge draw. You're talking like a, an April or May game on a weeknight. That's off season for Vegas. It's kind of off season for baseball. There's school in session and Las Vegas has no connection to this team, right? The Golden Knights work because they are something that Vegas can get behind as their home team. I don't know that that's going to be as instant with a, with a relocation team, no matter who it is, um, as it would be with an expansion team. If it's an expansion team, you know, they'll name it something uh, appropriate for the area. They'll really try to draw in the locals, but like they've already got a minor league team. I just don't see how those Tuesday night games are, or the Wednesday afternoons when it's 112 degrees outside, how they're going to be any different than, than they are yeah, in Oakland right now. I think, I think that they will be similar to uh, Oakland in say 2019 on a Tuesday night. Uh, I think, I think post uh, post Corona Oakland uh, and then, you know, post parallel paths, Oakland has been uh, uh, like, particularly just uh terrible i it's uh i'll say you know i'm i'm glad i'm not uh working this year uh but last year when i worked almost every game it it was it was something to behold to see like less than three thousand people in the seats but um but yeah i think that you're right that the the las vegas team might not necessarily draw any better uh than the a's did on some of those times i think I think that they are going to sell out like, you know, every single Yankees and Dodgers and angels, you know, game, like no problem. Um, But like they would have been able to do that at Howard terminal as well. Um, You know, it reminds me when I think of like, how, how will Vegas be fans? It reminds me uh, that before I vended in the Bay area, I vended in Washington, DC and the nationals, uh, were the most recent team to move cities. Um, and, you know, Washington, D.C., just like, you know, just like I think, you know, Las Vegas, you know, it's a city where uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot of young people come to work there from all over the country, not necessarily from Washington, D.C. So you get, you know, a lot of out-of-town fans like we're probably going to see in Vegas. And, you know, it it eventually worked there. Uh, but I just remember, I remember uh, their big rivalry games are with, are supposed to be the Orioles uh, and all these Nats fans before they were, before they were Nats fans, if they were from DC, uh, they were Orioles fans. And, and now all of a sudden their big rival is the team that they all used to root for. Uh, you know, it's, it's, and, and so uh, the, when the Baltimore fans would go in there, when they, you know, they do the national anthem. Uh, you know, whenever they say, oh, in the anthem, uh, all the Orioles fans yell, oh, and I was there for this Nats Orioles game in D.C. and the entire stadium erupts in this, oh, and I was thinking, you know, if I grew up in Chicago, it's like if this was a Cubs White Sox game and the other team, you know, came in and did something like that, there'd be people be throwing punches, you know, it's like, but but, you know, all these, you know, it's all these fans used to be other teams fans, you know, it just, it it wasn't, it felt like the fandom was new. Um, And there was a little bit less special, I think sometimes. Yeah. Somebody asked me a couple days ago, what I thought the, um, 
like the pulse of the fans was right now. And you have more connection yeah. to the fans than, than most of us. Um, in your view, what do you think the, the, the numbers are that actually will continue following uh, A's baseball in Las Vegas versus switching to another team or just not watching MLB at all? That's a real good question. I think it's going to be pretty low. Um, I think that for two reasons. So, you know, one reason the, you know, the, I think the Raiders fans had already gotten used to rooting for their, you know, Raiders teams in LA, you know, moves around and around and around it, you know, that's the, the A's have been here for 55 years, I think. And so few people watch them currently um, once, you know, and, and the reason is, is because they've threatened to leave, you know, and the, and everything has been, you know, I don't have to tell you, you, my wife, I was trying to explain to my wife what I was doing tonight. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm getting an interview with the one guy who ever saw, uh, interview Cavill. Right. So Tony, you, you know, all the reasons why nobody watches right now. Uh, and so, so few people watch right now, like they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna be like, Oh, I we were treated so well when you were in Oakland the last five years, I'd love to keep, uh, keep the punishment up. And the second reason is it's just harder to follow a baseball team from afar. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to broadcast all of the A's home games in Oakland. I Like, I don't know. You're going to have to get like a special cable package. You know, I mean, you- the A's, the A's already have to pay to be broadcast on radio. They're definitely not going to broadcast on radio at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. You so know. like, so like, how are you going to follow them? You know? And also it's just, it's baseball's every day, you know. It's it's uh it's hard it's hard to follow a team. It's harder to follow a team from from afar. And so you know I don't that the A's fans are going to stick around. And you know that MLB will screw it up with the territorial rights and everything because like yeah, I, oh boy, yeah. we'll be we'll still be too close to watch them, you know, even at five hundred miles or whatever. And then, you know, it just came out the other day that if they do do this move, um, they'll be sharing the territory of. I think four teams. I think it was Arizona, LA Dodgers, angels, and the Padres. Maybe the giants are in there too. So it's like, they're going from, they're going from uh, like the, one of the biggest markets in the country where they're just splitting it in half to a much smaller local market where they're splitting it four ways. I just don't see how, I don't see how any owner can look at that and go, this is the move. I mean, you know, to try and like to, to play devil's advocate i don't think the bay area is split down the half you know and now i don't you know definitely not yeah right yeah and 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 i don't know how much it's gettable you know i mean even even if it was population split in half you know all that money is in the peninsula um so yeah i mean i i think i get you know i i i think i can understand where they're coming from as an ownership group i don't think it's good for baseball or major league baseball but uh, but i can see where they're coming from um the i don't know so i don't think ace fans are gonna follow them i don't know how ace fans are feeling like right now um but i'll say this i haven't gotten as much you know the you know the last time i can remember so much uh, activity on social media of A's fans is, you know, right at the end of last season uh, with the Stephen vote game. And that was like one day, you know, this has been going on now for, 
for a whole week. Um, so, you know, I think, I think some A's fans have already stopped watching. Um, but I think a lot of A's fans are really, well, they're, they're tuned in a lot more than they would be if it was just a regular five and right. uh, five and whatever season. Well, I've always said, and, and maybe I'm biased because I've been an A's fan my whole life. I've always said that, that we were the smartest uh, uh, fan base in baseball because you go back to the early days of Billy Bean and we had to justify to our friends who were like Giants fans or whatever, why would you trade so-and-so? So like we got in to the analytics. We were going on baseball reference and going through everybody's you know stats and all that. Now with this whole saga of 20 years of this relocation – we know more about EIRs than any fan base in the country. I guarantee it, you know? So to see them that's, all riled up true. about this uh, is kind of, I, I think it's kind of cool. And to be a part of that fan base, that's like so riled up about it. Um, I wonder how it would go if the A's were the first team to 20 wins instead of the first team to 20 losses, you know, where our focus would be, if this kind of momentum would, would, uh, would be, yeah. you know, split between, well, you know, if it is over, at least we're going out on a high, but like, we're obviously not going out on a high. Um, but yeah, it is, it has been cool to see like that level of engagement. Cause you can't argue that the, the fan base isn't passionate or that it's not there. The numbers are there, you know, to support a team if the team wants to support itself. And yeah, we haven't seen I, that in years. Um, yeah. I've never met um, I've never met like sort of like a baseball fandom that is so sort of like close knit. Uh, and, you know, it might just be because it's <laughs> because right now it's small. Uh, but I mean, just the 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 dedication of like, you know, I, I, I don't know how many other like. <clears throat> Uh, baseball teams like have okay, you you know you're either a right field person or a left field person in, in like super fandom. You know the right, right field guys are drumming all day and like have their own fan like fan cl like supporters club. Uh, you know where they like you know hold meetings about what to do about their crappy owner, and then the left field those that's the that's the party crew that are making uh, t-shirts out of the back of their car right. and you know and and the more you know there's some more t-shirts than fanatics is at the stadium you know it's it's um it's a wild community so i think you know at the very least i you know i'm excited about going to the coliseum for the rest of the season you know just to know like, ah, this is my last chance to do it. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people are, are feeling that. And a lot of people are feeling like, you know, what do we, what do we have to lose? You know, let's go and, and have fun. And, and, you know, I know that um, tomorrow people are, so there's some people that are planning to protest at the BART bridge at five o'clock. And there's other, you know, there's other people that are, going to be meeting to uh you know work on smart supplies in the uh, <clears throat> in the parking lot and i think um you know it's a tough tough day you know the month the friday these you know they're kind of early games on friday afternoon and it's during a warriors game too so 
but uh but i you know i think that there's going to be more people there than there would have been yeah probably right uh eric said in the chat that the mayor of oakland did a few media appearances today at at seven which i didn't see any of those but she said the door is open for negotiations and hasn't heard anything since last week i don't i'm not surprised at all that they haven't heard anything since last week because the whole intentional leak of this information which was a thousand percent orchestrated by the ace front office because they've got quotes from dave cavill in this leak um was a big middle finger to the to the oakland who was just days away from announcing that they had bridged a lot of the gaps that between team and city um i wonder if when she says if negotiations you know if if they're open um, to negotiations, if that includes Fisher and Cavill, or if this is uh, if MLB forces us to, or if MLB forces them to sell, we'll sit down with them. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it was really interesting when, like, sort of the background of of what happened last week came out, which was, uh, I guess, what happened last week was uh, they were going to sit down for this like week long sort of big session to try and try and hammer it all out. And then uh, on Friday, they would have, uh, they would have announced if they could, could do it or couldn't do it. And, you know, in the middle of that, this is when this is announced. It doesn't seem like they needed it. It seems like I know that they're under time pressure in Vegas, but it seems like they could have announced buying this plot of land this week right on monday right i kind of think my my theory is is that they they sensed that you know i i mean i guess they could have just been completely intransigent when they met with the a's uh but i guess that would have just gotten the same outcome uh but uh but three days later um but if they had tried i think that they probably might have been able to come close to an agreement uh but that agreement would have meant that they get a stadium three years later than they'll get it in las vegas and that agreement you know doesn't include this you know what they think that they can get from the las vegas government and that agreed that agreement includes having to develop howard terminal which you know, before interest rates changed and before um, uh, inflation changed and before work from home changed, uh, probably seemed like a much, a b- much better deal to John Fisher than it does now. And so I kind of think that they just were like, you know what, whatever deal that we get, we might be able to get a deal with Oakland, but it's not going to be as good as this one. So let's just like, let's not talk to them anymore because if we do get a deal then they'll be like well you got to deal with oakland you know why are you going to vegas uh right. it, it's easier for them to convince everyone to vote for it and you know approve it if they say there was no way we could get a deal in oakland. yeah so, you know it, i don't know in the chat i'm being told what what happened tonight and that uh ginger said that um the mayor called them out for moving the goalpost at every turn that's a fair um, thing because things that they were asking for five years ago they've got and now they've got a whole new list of things that they want um and then she, she said that she'd pick up fisher and cavill's call but they'd have to make the first move that's also fair considering how they exited from these negotiations last week um 
And then says, John Fisher seems like the type of guy to charge valet fees for hosting his own kid's birthday party. That that's uh... <laughs> okay. I I don't think she said that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that I think that was just I think that was just Tim making a joke. I don't that think would be the greatest. That would be the greatest comment from a mayor in the history of American <laughs> politics. If she said did it like that. that, I was just like, wait, she really said that? That's crazy. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> But like that wouldn't even be the craziest thing at this point, you know? <laughs> so did you see yeah. it came out that, uh, so I, after we did last week's episode, I went back and I listened to the interview I did with Cavill. Cause that was like, it was a year ago yesterday, I think. Yeah. And now with a year of hindsight and I released a podcast episode about this and it, I just had a few comments, but with a year of hindsight, some of the things he said, uh, really make less sense now than they even did a year ago. And where he's talking about how um, they've made tons of offers on property and that they'd even just in fact made an offer the day before. And none of that was public knowledge. Nobody ever heard a word about that. And then today it comes out that they actually turned down the opportunity to buy a plot of land for a dollar. And obviously they would never take that because uh, buying a piece of land for a dollar is comes with so many strings attached to it that, why would you bother? You know, it's, it's not really a legitimate thing, but it made me wonder if that was, if that was what he was talking about a year ago, if that's it, then you were really selling me a bill of goods a year ago, even about all the, all the work that they've done to get this moved, you know, to get this parallel path set up. I really don't think they've done any of the legwork at all beyond what we've heard in the last week. Yeah, I think that's true. I also think like uh, the I heard in an interview with one of the county commissioners, I think the county commissioner whose area this would be in, you know, he was saying, well, you know, we've we've been talking with the A's for two years, uh, you know, so they are probably they have probably had another year's worth of conversations with las vegas um right but I don't by know. the time they were you know i don't know man it seems like by the time they were quickly yeah you by know? the time they were 2 years in when cavill took over they had passed legislation through the state house they had you know done their due diligence on three different sites in the bay you know in oakland yeah yeah i mean they did laney which you know was a big cluster but it seems like they were further along two years into that process than they are now and i know vegas or nevada is not going to have as much red tape but it doesn't have no red tape you know and you've already got you've already got i I forget if he was a state congressperson or a city council or whatever but he was like there's a difference between asking for the money and actually getting the money and to me that would if i was if i was fisher and cavill that would be a huge red flag that i'm not doing my work as far as an advocate for this project and getting the the right people to agree that this project is a worthy thing for their money. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much um, pushback they're going to get. I think, I think that they're probably also telling Las Vegas right now, um, you know, they're probably telling them, well, this is, you know, this is your one chance for a major league baseball team. You know, we're not going to come back to you if you say no to this. Um, and you know, that, I think that's a, that's a threat that they'll feel. And so I, I don't know how easy it'll be to push through. I think, I think, I think them 
you know, burning the bridge with Shang Tao so spectacularly isn't going to help them in the negotiations. Right. But I don't know, man, like Tennessee, Tennessee just like gave $750 million, like, or like more than that, or like a billion dollars to the Tennessee Titans to stay in Nashville. So, you know, there's crazy, there's crazy cities out there who really want teams. The thing with burning your bridge with the Oakland though, is that it doesn't help you on either front because now you have no leverage against Vegas either. Because now Vegas will go, you want $500 million from us, but mm, you can't do anything without us. So, you know, how about yeah. no? Or you go back to Oakland. Like, so it, it, all he's done is give all the power to Oakland and Vegas. The A's have no power in this at all at this point. I think burning the bridge with Oakland helps you with one group, though, and that's probably the other owners. You know, uh, when um, Maybe, yeah. when the other owners are thinking, should we allow John Fisher to move to Las Vegas? All John Fisher has to do is turn on, uh, you know, the video of this, you know, you know, youngish, you know, uh, uh, minority woman mayor who's screaming about how, you know, John Fisher tricked her. And, you know, this group of old conservative white guys is going to be like, well, yeah, of course you can't deal with that. You know, that's a that's a fair point. And you, you like to think that the owners are smart enough to see through this and to see what Fisher and Cavill are doing. But you party and knows they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and, at the end and of the day, the, if they can make a dollar off of it, they're going to make the dollar off of it. And for the ho- owners, who are you going to empathize with? The the guy who also owns an MLB team, but is not, you know, nearly making as much money as you are because blah, 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 blah. Are you going to empathize with fans? You know, you're going to empathize with the guy who's in the same position you are. Right. I had, um, I had somebody come after me today on Twitter saying that this is all the fans fault and the fans couldn't get it done because the fans are the ones that are obviously negotiating multi-billion dollar land development deals for the team. And um, I've also had guys from Vegas pop into my account and, and talk about how great it's going to be because when they're in Vegas, they're going to have all this extra money and it's going to be great. And then I always point them to the San Jose earthquakes who have the exact same ownership group. It's exact same people pulling the, you know, the strings and, and opening the purse and they have not been a very successful soccer team and they've not spent on payroll. All the things that Cavill and Fisher are promising us now, they promised San Jose back then and none of it came to fruition. And then when I was listening back to that interview, he act, when I, when I asked him about it, he said, the proof will be in the pudding, whether we spend or not. Now, yep. if, if, if I was another owner, all the other stuff aside, if I was another owner, that would give me more pause than all the bickering between cities and all the mismanagement they've had. The fact that they still won't commit to putting in money that they, that they might still want to be on revenue share once they're in this. It's like, why should we, why should, cause they're going to take a hit. They're not getting the expansion fee uh-huh. or not. The, they're not getting the relocation fee they, where they yeah. could get an expansion fee. So they're yeah. not getting that fee. They, um, may not get a competitive team Four teams in that corner of the country, LA and Arizona are now going to have a new competitor that is, they'll be closer to all the teams down there than they're closer to any of the LA teams now. Yep. Um, and they're going to, they're going to see the largest unshared market in the country to the giants, which means their revenues are going to go up. So Dodgers are going to have someone in their division 
that's going to have all this extra revenue they got to compete with. They may not want to do that if they hear that the A's are also probably going to keep doing business as usual. You know, it's just everything they do. It's like, it seems like if I was an owner, and obviously I'm not a billionaire like these guys are, but it seems like from just a business standpoint, and this is your expertise here, all of these things would be red flags if I was a business owner. I think that if I was, uh, if I owned a baseball team, I would rather have a John Fisher than a Steve Cohen. Uh, If John Fisher doesn't want to make his own money and doesn't want to spend anything, you know, great. That means I don't have to compete with him to sign players. You know, I don't have to compete with him for labor. I don't have to compete, you know, so, so like, you know, do other owners care if John Fisher's a cheap asshole? I mean, maybe not. Uh, um, you know, the, the other thing I'll, I'll say is that in, in, in support of you, uh, whenever they, you know, whenever I get excited about the A's, you know, at Howard Terminal and thinking like everything's going to be different, it's going to be great. The, the, you know, the four scariest words were, I guess it'd be five scariest words were San Jose earthquakes and Miami Marlins, you know, like, you know, if, if the owners are still a jerk, even if you have a new stadium, it might not work. And, you know, Miami has a lot in common with Las Vegas you never know uh yeah. you never know if if uh if that you know i mean now uh their stadium will be much better placed uh than the stadium is in miami so they'll have that going for them but mm-hmm. you never know it, it might not be good in vegas so what in your opinion do you think the timeline is and obviously we're not experts on nevada politics but what do you think the timeline is on when we'll see things come kind of more into focus as far as where their progress is. Yeah, I think that's a question that I would love to know. So I think that the that the Nevada state legislature like adjourns sometime in early June, but that they can call a special session to do this. I remember um uh so my dad was a White Sox fan. Um but when I was a very young kid, uh, the White Sox were rumored to move to St. Petersburg after the, I think it was either before or after the Giants fell through. Uh, the White Sox were going to move. Uh, and so my dad raised me to be a Cubs fan, thinking that the White Sox were going to move. And he just, you know, he just <laughs> didn't want to he didn't want to raise me to be a team of, a, you know, to be a fan of a team that would move. I think he also wanted to go to twice as many baseball games. Uh, right. It's like, well, if I make him a Cubs fan, then we can go to both. But uh but when they when they passed that um, when the Illinois State Legislature passed the money to build new Comiskey Park, which was a new beautiful stadium for exactly one year, because one year later they opened Camden and realized new Comiskey Park was built completely wrong. But when they passed when they passed the money to do that, uh, they had to uh, like take the batteries out of the clock in the state legislature at eleven fifty nine because it you know it took them like three more hours to. Uh, to uh, get the votes and, you know, so legislatures, especially for stadium stuff, you know, I'm sure they could have like a special session or whatever. So, you know, I think, I, I think we'll know more in a month and, and we'll know either way uh, by the, you know, 
sometime in July, maybe the, by, by the first of July, probably maybe by the middle of July. Um, you know, I think, I think they're either going to get it or they're not. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. It, it might drag on there too, but, uh, you know, dragging on would be a win. <laughs> so that's true. That's true. And that's what, you know, people keep talking about, um, ways they can protest and it's like i think the most effective thing that i've seen so far online is these people that are going to uh nevada citizens and and telling them you don't want this you might want a baseball team this is not the one you want under these people or whatever and 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 getting trying to get those folks involved because ultimately our part is done there's nothing that a's fans can do in oakland that's going to oakland does not need swaying you know, but Nevada at this point, Nevada is the one that needs swing. And I think that's a smart thing that I've seen some fans do is, is yeah, I think, on that aspect. I think one fan made the, the website, no Nevada money.com. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I think a handy way to, if you know people in Nevada, you know, send them that website, send them to that website and they can fill out something to send to their governor and their state assembly uh, or state Senate. And it also has the phone numbers of those offices. And, you know, really, if you're going to ask, you know, somebody, you know, a close friend or a close somebody or a a parent who lives in Nevada, the best thing to do is have them call. Um, You know, I think, I think um, I go back and forth on this. Uh, I think, um, I think that there's going to be more pushback than there probably was when they built the Raiders stadium, but I also don't know how much pushback there was when they built the Raiders stadium. But I think there might be more pushback because they built the Raiders stadium. There's still a bitter taste in people's mouth about the amount of money that went into that. I think that's right. And and I think like every week that they see it filled with opposing state uh, fans, you think. Yeah. Uh, that would be the point when Manfred should step in and actually do some commissioner stuff. But, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath that that'll happen either. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that I just desperately wish we had uh, was uh, a system like they have in Europe, you know, where, um, where like football, you know, I, you know, it's still, these leagues are still somewhat controlled by owners, but because of promotion and relegation, you know, no owner actually owns a stake in the, in the league. Uh, and there's, you know, these like, you know, football administrations that are like nominally in control of these leagues to make sure that like the right thing sort of happens. Um, and, you know, with, with only a small handful of, you know, examples out of the, you know, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of teams in Europe, none of them ever move. Uh, the only way for a team to, uh, you know, get into the top league is through promotion and, you know, it's it with a promotion and relegation system. May you know the the A's may may already have been relegated long ago, but we'd still have our A's, and we'd you know, and they'd still be like a team that could possibly build itself back up. Uh, right. And uh, you know, and in this case, it's just going to go away, and uh, there's sort of you know like never never hope uh, that anything could ever replace it. So. Uh, you know, you talk about Rob Manfred, like, well, yeah, I mean, he's his job is to lead a cartel that's owned by owners. You know, 
There's no way to enter the cartel unless you somehow get extremely lucky and are able to bribe them by billions of dollars. Uh, and, you know, uh, or you're get, get extremely lucky and someone's willing to sell you one of their teams for billions of dollars. So, of course, he's going to, you know, he's going to take the, the owner's side every single time, you know, and it just, and it's, it's, there's no, there's no steward there to say, is this what's right for and the thing that, the thing that bugs me the most about it, though, is if they, these are called franchises because that's the way it's set up, right? It's it's all goes back to the the early days of the formation of the leagues and anti-monopoly stuff and all that kind of thing. These are franchises, and if you owned a McDonald's franchise and all you did was make cheap imitation Whoppers, the people in charge of McDonald's would say, "You better start making some Big Macs. Or we're going to close the place down." And what Manfred does time and time again is he goes. You know what? If you took the onions off, you can make the Whoppers even cheaper. Time and time again. And that's not a way. He is Mr. How are we going to grow this this business? How are we going to sustain baseball for another 150 years? And he keeps doing things like that, that it's like, well, maybe stop slapping fan bases around at every waking moment you can get. You know, stop doing the the territorial rights the way you do. You know, uh, uh, adopt more web friendly content and things stop cracking down on people sharing gifts for crying out loud, like all these things. And he's done it so often. And, and Bud before him did the exact same thing. They, they are so wrapped up in servicing the owners, which I get is their job, but their job is also to, uh, you know, they are, they can control the tide that raises these ships. And just because the, all the owners want something or, or whatever, um, or they're convinced that it's the right thing doesn't necessarily mean it's good for the sport. And what's good for the sport will ultimately be good for the teams. And that's just why I just don't think there's no leadership. Like I said at the beginning of this, there's no leadership on any side of this, whether it's civic, baseball, uh, team wide, there's no leadership on any aspect of this that is actually stepping up to the occasion. Otherwise, this would have been done already. You know, Lou yeah. Wolf would have got it done 20 years ago if there was any kind of competent leadership at the, at the helm on this. Yeah, um, I think. I think the fact that. You know, I think the fact that every owner of the A's knew that if, if they failed to be able to build in Oakland, you know, they might get an excuse to leave. I think that that, too might have been a perpetual stumbling block because, you know, if, if you know that you're stuck in Oakland and there's no way out, you know, or you're stuck in the Bay Area and there's no way out, like, you know, if you're a professional team owner in Europe, then, you know, you'll, you won't, you'll, you won't be cheap and you'll actually pay for whatever you need to have done be done. Um, I mean, and, and I, I think mean, that's what, you know, I think that like, California does not make it easy. California no, does not make not. it easy at all. And it's, and it's a shame and it causes California a lot of problems for a lot of other things. But, but, you know, it just, it sucks that like, it sucks that the reason is, it's not like the Raiders where like the Raiders, like Oakland was like, fuck off. We're not, no, no, no. We, we're not interested. You right. know, like they could have gotten it done if they had to, but they found a better deal. So without being totally negative forever and ever and ever, give me a, give me a positive thing. Something that like, like a, a moment of positivity in your career with the A's 
or your dealings with the fandom and all that kind of stuff. Like what is something, if all this ends up in Vegas in a year, what's something that you can take from your experience with this team that is special to you? I think like, um, I'll, I'll answer in two ways. So I'll answer, you know, like what's already happened. I think uh, I've had so many sort of like special memories with like, with kids or with fans. Um, you know, I think the first, the first like kind of special memory that, that happened to me, like I always remember where uh, an, an adult came up to me and said, Hey, we took our five-year-old to the game uh, three weeks ago. And on the way home, he couldn't, he could just, he couldn't stop up, shut up about the hot dog guy. I'm like, well, that's delightful. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, just like having those kind of interactions with kids, like at the park, because they're just having a great time. And it's so, you know, uh, it's, it seems, you know, I'm not a parent. Uh, um, and so it seems, you know, if kids are always as excited, uh, uh, you know, but like focused their excitement as they are at a baseball game. Being a parent must be, you know, a breeze, right? They're all oh, totally, is. Mood. totally yeah, is. It's they're always in a good mood, so it's easy to, you know, to like joke with them. Uh, yeah, and, mine threw know, an so, iPad at me yesterday, but other than that, it's great. It's just fantastic. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> absolutely, right? Uh, you know, it just was those kind of interactions were so much fun. Uh, then I think just like getting to know people. Uh, getting to know so many people at the game, you know, by face or by name and just being able to sit and talk with so many people like um, Jim, uh, Jim was the other hot dog uh, uh, vendor at, at, at Oakland and has been a hot dog vendor at Oakland and at the giants. He had been there for, he'd been vending for like 35 years. Uh, and he, he was the one who started with me, but he passed away in, the end of 2019 but he would always like he would always beat me in tips uh every night when we start because because he he would sell hot dogs at at the giants and i didn't understand that because he would never sell that many because you know you want to do a lot of volume but he would like walk away with just huge wads of tips and so when we started doing this in oakland he would still just destroy me in tips and i go what are you doing like i'm selling 10 20 more hot dogs 25 more hot dogs a, a game than you and you're killing me. And he's just like, well, I just, I just sit down and talk to him. You know, I just like have a conversation with them. Like they're my friends. Uh, and uh, eventually I sort of learned from him, but uh, you know, it turned out that uh, not only was that good for tips, but like, it was also a lot of fun. You just got to meet so many people. Yeah. Uh, you got to be part of their, of their fandom and their, you know, experience at a place that they love. Um and uh you know you get to you get to know them um i there was um there are a couple of my regulars um and i I won't say who but they uh it would often be uh, a guy and his his really elderly mom or be him and his brother and his mom or sometimes you know more of the family but he and his mom were there the most and they would order hot dogs for me all the time. And, uh, and I got a phone call like a couple months ago that she'd passed. And uh, the guy was like, would you, would you bring hot dogs to her, her like service? And I was like, I'm out of town. I can't do it. But like, 
you know, it's just like, it's weird to become part of people's families like that. Um, and, uh, you know, that all those kind of like fun, fun things and fun memories, you know, I'll, uh, I'll never have a, a job, you know, I'll have jobs that pay better, uh, but I'll never have a, a job that from like on a day to day basis, I'll enjoy doing more. Right. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that I'm still really excited about uh, is June 13th. Um, and that's that reverse boycott day. Um, you know, and I don't know how many fans are going to, you know, I think that, I think, you know, it was feeling like this was the greatest idea ever and very exciting news because we were doing that for only a few days before they announced that they were leaving. Uh, but I still really think it's going to be a really fun night. Uh, you know, I want, uh, I don't know how many people are going to show up, but it'll be a lot more people than showed up uh, on uh, June 12th of Monday. Uh, and I just kind of like, yeah. I, I've seen that now they've got some fr- some T-shirts that you can get. Was that for the 13th or was that for tomorrow's thing? That now oh, yeah. Somebody's made up some T-shirts that you can get if you go to the game. And So I think I think that uh, those T-shirts are going to be the June 13th T-shirts. I think that okay. the, uh, the Oakland 68s are going to have a bunch of T-shirts that say sell. Uh, you know, at Last Eye Bar, of course, has their own T-shirts for it. Um, you know, I just I just like want. I just want people to come and have a good time and like also just like tell their friends to come, you know, tell, tell people, tell people who are checked out from the A's because a lot of people are, are checked out or a lot of people are demoralized. So, you know, I think it's like, you know, call your, call your cousin, tell him, tell him June 13th still on we're coming. Um, Ginger in the chat says she took her nephew Elliot, who is adorable by the way, out to the park last year, and he spent most of the game looking for Hal. I'm certain Hal is what he'll miss the most. Yeah, I mean that's it's, that's some connection, it's man. Yeah. Silly, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing's think... silly. We're we're attached to a bunch of guys throwing a ball around the park for three hours. Yeah. The whole thing is silly, but that doesn't mean it's not important. And yeah, that's and not, right. I you think... know, meaningful to your life. I think that I learned most about it during Corona when, you know, and I know that there's also a lot of ACE fans who have never been to the Coliseum. Uh, mm-hmm. When we did our, when I had like a Twitter, a Twitter, um, like whatever that clubhouse, that chat, that live chat thing is the night of it. We had a guy call in from Idaho and then a guy call in from Kentucky who was just like, I, I don't know why I picked these, but I picked them. Uh, and I've never been to California, you know? So if that's crazy to me, but it, I also just feel like because you know, during Corona, we realized what it was like to not be able to, you know, meet as a group. Uh, and, yeah. you know, and, you know, you won't, you won't find, you know, you won't find this surprising. I think it's a lot of fun to get together with a lot of people and just chant and cheer about stuff, yeah, you know? Totally. So, um it's like part of being human almost uh but it is it is silly but it i'm i'm thankful we still have the roots yeah but, yeah. okay so i've taken enough of your time for today is there anything else you want to throw out there anything you want to promote i know you've got the uh ricky henderson of blogs which somewhere who was it up here uh somebody has accused you of having a parallel path with the ricky pod yeah, yeah Q. 
Yeah, Q. Yep, I understand that. I, I'll, um, you know, I, I go wherever they're uh, they're they're offering the most, and uh, this show <laughs> offered to let me drink wine while on it. So you know, and I am, that, I am out of my rum. Them's them's economics, baby. <laughs> also, uh, Tim uh, Timothy, the best owner in baseball, was a twelve-year-old kid in Minnesota. Yes, that's absolutely true. My favorite movie as a kid was. Uh, uh, whatever, like little, what's little big leagues? I think was it, it called the that uh, that that movie where a kid inherits the Minnesota Twins while he's like in high school or something. Um, but yeah, uh, Ricky. Exactly. Uh, oh, they just don't. <laughs> uh, Ricky Blog, Ricky Blog. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, if uh, tomorrow Friday night, if you come to the Coliseum, you can find me in right field. I know it's a tough day for people because of the Warriors. Um, but I mean, but I think it's still gonna be fun tomorrow night, uh, you know, causing a ruckus, uh, in the outfield, uh, and it'll just be good to see people in person too. Um, you know, other than that, uh, I've been, you know, I think, uh, I've been at, uh, I've done one roots game where, uh, at, at halftime, I've just thrown free hot dogs into the crowd. I think I'll do that again on Saturday. So, uh, you can see me there, uh. Yeah, and uh, thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for coming on. And for everybody that was in the chat, thanks for joining live and chiming in. If you're watching this um, later in the week and uh, you want to participate, let me know. I'm open to having everybody. You don't need to have how level of popularity to be on this. This is for the fans, and uh, I hope that more of you will will join me on this as we keep going, and, uh, and we'll keep updating on stuff in Vegas. And if you want to listen to it as an audio thing, it is available as a podcast um, we're on all the major podcast areas called Uprooted from Oakland. So you can uh, check it out there if you want to listen to it at work. What were you going to say? Nope, that's it. Great. Thank you so all much right. for having me. Thank you. Have a great night and uh, we will see everyone next week.